For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Audio Frontier. It's wrestling daft. It is the Marks hailing from Labrador, weighing in at 185 pounds. I'm John. How are you doing? Um, with me, across the way from me, virtually, a man bigger than the time it will take us back to get back to the pubs. It seems such a long way away. It's Big Alex. That will be a long way away, but in, mm. for a positive note, that was a very good introduction. You're giving Simon Casty a bit of a run for his money there. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, April 26th, first time we're allowed to back in the pubs, and that will just be limited time back to kind of the lockdown rules. But then I I think Larbert and Falkert's a bit fucked, so I don't think we're going to get anywhere near the pubs uh, come April 26th. But John, you're speaking to two men for Glasgow. <laughs> well, that's it. <laughs> Excellent. So we'll maybe have to go up to Bronze Chelo's neck of the woods, <laughs> head to Elgin. Uh, we'll be speaking to Bronze a bit later on. Uh, but yeah, uh, that man you just heard is a man who this week ordered something from a website called On That Ass. It's Inside the Ropes lead writer. It's Gary Cassidy. Gary, explain, please. I actually think it's better without an explanation because the explanation is yeah. slightly boring. Um, but I just getting, I, I just loved that the text message I got to say it was dispatched on that ass was in block capital letters as well. Um, but no, it's, it's literally just a website selling uh, boxer shorts. So I right. uh, kind of boring, but uh, but on that ass is a brilliant name. So, <laughs> so yeah, I'm hoping it comes with packaging that's really non-discreet and has just on that ass and massive letters everywhere. So I'm the pretty sure hangs it under, does. I was a recipient of some a couple like years ago. <laughs> There's something very satisfying about getting pants on subscription. You never have to worry about it. And then once a month, you're pants, like, on pants. pants on subscription. Pants on subscription. Yeah, I still do it. It's great. It's like that one little monthly reward you never think about. You just get a pair of pants through the. No, no, it should be called Pantreon. Ah, hey. that, that is a brilliant. <laughs> get that written down right now in trademark, Gary. That is brilliant. Um, I, you know. Uh, we're going off on a bit of a tangent here, but I never bought myself a pair. Do you know what? I the only until a couple of years ago I bought myself pants. I have never bought a pair of pants because basically what happened is my mum would just buy me pants for every Christmas. Every Christmas. oh Christmas and birthdays, <laughs> ah, yeah, that's always Christmas and birthdays, yeah, which is so, yeah. And then my wife's taken over that mantle now. So I've never really had to buy. I, mean, I just pants. got this idea of your wife buying you like sexy bands pants or something like that. <laughs> oh no, no, I'm I'm a straight boxer man. You you you're a box. You both are boxer kind of guys, jockey boxer guys. I think you need to be um, much better built than I am physically to get away with not wearing boxers and wearing anything short or so. I have boxers yeah. all the way, but I, I love um, the cycling short type material boxers. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah. that's uh, kind of beat that. There we go. So anyway, good pants chat um, <laughs> to start off the show. We're recording uh, on Tuesday, which in American terms is 316 day. It's Stone Cold Steve Austin day, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and it would be remiss of me on a wrestling podcast to let this moment bypass us without asking you gents 
on Stone Cold Steve Austin Day. What's your favourite Stone Cold Steve Austin moment? It's a tough one because there's a lot of them. Can I just say every time, actually, no, it's got to be the beer truck. I was about to say every time he just throws beer a cut, covers someone in beer, but how about the time he covered everyone in a lot of beer? Yeah. I, I was going to say the beer truck, but I was trying to remember the name of it. The Zamboni. Type it's, a in, Zamboni. it's a Zamboni, that's aye. So that would have been, aye, has to be. O- only answer. Yeah, the only answer. I, do you know what? I, I go back, I, I mean, I loved, I loved the Stone Cold. It's not a very popular thing, but I love the Stone Cold uh, heel turn at 17, despite the fact that he got cheered. I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed that whole What's thing. What's the JR line from that? He's made a deal with the devil. He's made a deal with the devil or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I think that the 1996 promo is probably up there for me as well, just because that it, it seemed like a kind of, like, looking, see if you look at the words directly, it's like, it's not the best promo in the world. It's just the delivery that makes it the best promo in the world. So I think that's up there as well. That definitely the 96 King of the Ring promo. Yeah. We have to give him into trouble a little bit for making us all deal with the world of what for the next Aye. 20 years. Oh, I mean, God. there is, there is that. So, like over, I, I remember we were doing that whole thing with the watch as well. Like we're sitting on Double Road talking to his watch and all that. It was, I love that stuff. Um, no, I, when he was, did he not go around with the guitar singing for a little bit as well? Yep. During the yeah, 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 yeah. He just tried to get as as many ways he tried to put himself over as a heel, and it never really quite worked. It always got over with the crowd. So, do, do you know the funny thing is that Steve Austin doesn't actually drink beer; that he's actually quite a big wine guy, and I believe he owns nice. vineyards and stuff as well. Does he not? That is the worst. That is nonsense. Stone Cold Steve Austin doesn't drink beer. Is that what you're He does drink beer, beer, but he's not like massive on eye. But yeah, he is like a big wine guy. I know that, which is kind of ruins everything. Oh, he's a big one. He's definitely not a beer guy. He's a wine guy. Like the Broken Skull IPA is less like a marketing ploy, but he owns fucking vineyards. Well, you just can't imagine like uh, the, the, it wouldn't have the same effect, you know, t- tossing these little uh, red bottles of red wine, you know, that you get like, know, smashing a bottle of red that. wine over someone's head. That's a great wrestling game. <laughs> that, is good, that is good. Reginald should do that. Reginald should. I, I, I don't know if Kevin Dunn would allow them to go through that many rings mm. for that as a gimmick, though. Imagine the cleanup, you know, one smash, you've got to get the entire ring crew out, take the mat off, put a new one. Down. Uh, the red wine's a nightmare to get out as well, you know what I mean? So, you know, doing all that, all, all those old tricks putting white wine over the top of it stuff on the mat Kevin Dunn coming out spreading that lie John stop telling people who's put white wine in it you're a bad man yeah I know it doesn't work ladies and gentlemen Um, so yeah uh, happy 316 day to everyone listening I hope you're enjoying some wrestling and a beer tonight Uh, should get your wife or your partner to throw it to you and just pretend that you're stone cold (laughs) just a suggestion just a suggestion (laughs) how how does Um, it work with you guys who have kegs or is it a glass? I mean, yeah, yeah. the guy who uh, Stone Cold had a, a specific guy that threw him the beer. He had there was a guy employed, <laughs> like an expert thrower. <laughs> I don't know if that was actually his, his title, but he certainly was part of the ring crew who threw him the beers throughout his career because he had a, a, obviously a great throw. And let's not forget, Stone Cold had a great catch on him, by the way. He could have been playing cricket with that catch, man. Brilliant. You mean um, baseball, John? You're in the wrong oh, country. Ba- baseball, yeah, baseball. But it's not Stone Cold playing cricket. Imagine that. With a glass of red. Yeah, I think that's with a glass of red. Cumber sandwich, you know, just living the dream. Stunning on the umpire. 
you know, taking out the stumps. That just wouldn't be cricket, John. That just wouldn't be cricket. You couldn't be having that at cricket. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think the crowd shouting who's at or how's that to, uh, to every promo would uh, quite do the same. I proved <laughs> my knee knowledge of cricket there saying who's that instead of how's that. <laughs> but... uh, every, every time there's a wicket, you just go, what? Uh, anyway, enough cricket, enough pant chat. Let's get on to the actual show. Uh, we'll be burying and putting over stuff from all the big shows with our newly formed tag team of Rico and Bronze Cello, otherwise known as the new Mark Outlaws, who will be taking on SmackDown and we'll handle the rest. Uh, we'll have all the latest news from Mr. Gary Casty and WrestleMind the Buzz Knox are quiz that nobody everybody loves nobody the quiz loves that nobody wants but the quiz, anyway. yeah the quiz that nobody wants but you get um that is back this week but first ladies and gentlemen let us cut a promo i have a lot of things i want to get off my chest Right, before I get into my promo, has anyone seen Tony Khan's promo from AEW? Oh my God, that's terrible. It's <laughs> fucking <Right>. terrible. <laughs> uh, did you, do you think, I mean, please, if you've not seen this, go on, on Twitter and just type AEW Tony Khan promo. It is, it, it is, I think what has happened with it, right? Do you remember Kevin Keegan, the, love it, <laughs> the promo we cut on Alex Ferguson? I'll, I'll love it if we beat them. I love it. I think he's watched that and just channeled his inner Kevin Keegan when he's done this promo. Well, the thing is, like, I, I love Tony Khan and I, I always say it well, like, he's the best and worst person to be on a media call with because if he gets asked a question, he'll give you a 20 minute answer no matter what the question is. So if you're the person asking it, you get a brilliant answer. But if you're not the person asking it, you go, I'm not getting a question in. <laughs> he's done essentially the, the same thing where he's went out there and he did always say that he's never going to be an on-screen GM and he's never going to be that guy that cuts promos on screen. I think we can see why because he's just went out and I think he's got lost in the moment and been like, I don't know where to end this. And he just keeps talking. So like, it just doesn't know when to end it. And that means that it, it goes on forever. It's like the opposite of the Shane McMahon promo that I buried where he says nothing for eight minutes, where Tony <laughs> Khan says like three million things in about 10 seconds. I think you could start to see it in his paid ads that he was he was starting to struggle. The first couple were really funny. And it's been like, as he's getting a bit more heelish, after he's put on the Valentine shades, he's been getting a little bit more ropey. And I think that that was the Tony Khan that turned up to that promo. Yeah. I think the worst thing is, I'm pretty sure it was pre-recorded. So I think they could have cut it down slightly. <laughs> but no, I get no, maybe it would have been awkward. to edit his big bit. Uh, because yeah, <laughs> he talked so quickly, it was very, it's very hard to edit. Trust me, from an audio <laughs> producer's point of view, there's no gaps here. There's, it's very hard to edit. But um, yeah, inner Kevin Keegan has got a lot to answer for when it's that Tony Khan promo. Um, but it's not um, Tony Khan I want to cut a promo on. It is, I want to cut, it's going back to, we were talking about it on the main show and it's just, it's just annoyed me since then. Simply read, M People and Lighthouse Family. Basically, I want to cut a promo on, off the back of Mother's Day, music that your ma likes. Because people that like this sort of music, the, 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 the ma music I like to call it, your Simply Reds, your M Peoples, your Lighthouse Families, these kind of bands that just are so bland, they just, you know, you'll hear them on the radio, they always get played on the radio because they're so fucking bland, so awful. I mean, they just offer nothing, you know, if you're going to offer music, some music up, 
at least gives the chance for people to offer an opinion on it. The thing is, what's even worse is that you can't offer opinion on the likes of these fuckers, Simply Red, M People, the Lighthouse family. They just make the worst goddamn awful beige elevator fucking drab. They're like the cricket and pants of music. They're the cricket and pants of music. They're awful. Absolutely awful. I don't... Who? See if you meet someone in the street, right? And you, maybe you meet them in the pub. You get a conversation over them, over the pint. You're sitting, you know, you're going through the topics. Football, you know, you get on to music, progressive music. And they say... You go, oh, what's your favourite band? And they answer with either Simply Red, Lighthouse Family, or M People. Exit the club, uh, pub pronto. Get that person in the bin. They're not worth talking about. If anyone's favourite band listening is Simply Red, M People, or Lighthouse Family, stop listening to this podcast because I don't want you to listen to it. The, the fucking no, do you know my last awful. experience of Simply Red? My last experience of Simply Red was I'd just bought a car and I'm driving said car home. And Play I put, oh, I don't there's anything in the CD yet. Put it on. The wow. first thing that comes on is Simply Red. So I eject the CD. It's Simply Red's greatest hits. I'm on the motorway. I just wind down the window and throw it out the window and then be done with that. I'm like, I don't yeah, want this shit. Yeah. I'm confused. How, how, was, uh, how did you have a Simply Red greatest hits that actually had audio? Surely it was just a blank disc. Hey. <laughs> well, I, I think um, so. I, I think there's one song that I think that's more boring than that, and I actually think John might hate me for this. I'm not sure if he's going to be a fan. But see, when you mentioned Lighthouse Family, yes. they were on a compilation when I worked in a CD shop, and the one song that made everything feel like it was gone like eight times slower, Crash Test Dummies. Oh, mm. the fucking worst song ever. Like that's like that and Coldplay are the two things that I think are worse than Simply Red and people in the Lighthouse Family. Uh, but John's John disagrees. No, <laughs> no, 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 I get where you're going with Crash Test Dummies, very overplayed song, but Coldplay have had their moments. In oh, no, Chris Martin can go and get shattered. I know, I know, but look, the mu- look, musically. Look, 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 Musically, nah, all right. Anyway, right. We'll, we'll put, we're putting Coldplay in the bin. We're putting the Crash Day Tummies in the bin. Simply Ed, M people. We're putting Tummies. Coldplay in the bin. Can we put Gwyneth Paltrow in the bin along with her ex as well, please? We'll put Gwyneth Paltrow and our washing of her vagina in the bin as well. Um, and yeah, if there's anything you want to put in the musical bin, we'll cut a promo on that next week. <laughs> So every week eh, on The Marks, we like to bury it and put over the big wrestling shows, picking out the good and the bad from them. Um, myself, John, I do NXT. Mr. Gary Cassidy does Raw. Mr. Alex McRoberts does the AEW. And like forgetting the running order of this I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm pausing for effect, man. You know, this is, a, this is what I'm doing. And uh, we have got a newly formed tag team who are labelling themselves the new Mark Outlaws, uh, Mr. Bronze Chill and Rico. How you doing, boys? All right, aye. It's a new age Mark Laws, though. New age Mark Laws. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> that up. Happy uh, 316 day And Rico you've come If you're watching the video version If if you're just listening to this You won't see that Rico is wearing an Austin 316 t-shirt Well done Thanks, that was appropriate (laughs) Well done, dressed for the occasion Um, We were talking at the start of the show Favourite Stone Cold moment, boys What's yours? 
I really don't know. Um, just off the top of my head, there's there's been so many. I I loved. Mm. <laughs> Putting you on the spot here. Sorry. Actually, I think it's the hardest thing ever because I can't kind of think it. And apart from the Zambozi and then the King of the Ring promo, that was like literally the only two things that came to mind for me. When I was trying to think to Austin, doesn't it? You just think of Austin as this kind of kind. You don't think of them as these collection of moments. The oh, supermarket brawl was pretty oh, good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's a good one. That's going on. Paul, have you got one? Probably thinking about it now, it would have to be the trilogy of him versus The Rock at WrestleMania, um, 15, 17, and 19. Yeah. Which is, yeah, that, that, that would have to be it. Yeah. But, I mean, we're saying it's Stone Cold Day, as in 316. Why do Americans put the month first before the day? Surely the day we should always come before the month. Oh, I remember reading about this. Is it not something to do with the way their computer systems couldn't work and it couldn't handle it? Yeah, it was something to do with the way it organises it. Thanks, Alex. Thanks for that. that, that no, that. that was wrong. I don't know. Leave me alone. Right, okay. <laughs> Some, do you know someone in my work does that? It really fucks me off. Like, they'll send me a, a document, but with the date on it, but written in the American way. I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I, I'm only pulling up on it because it's really starting to piss me off. Why? Well, see it? if you, if that's a computer one. That's what I was thinking about. If you do year, month, day, that's the best way for a computer to sort dates. Otherwise, oh, it's it? But, but then I mean, that doesn't make any sense because the Americans don't put the year for it. Anyway, like, listen. I'm like, only thinking of computers, not Americans, right? Computers it it worked. It worked because don't. without the American dating system, we wouldn't have 316 Day and we wouldn't be able to talk shite about Stone Cold Steve Austin on 316 Day. So uh, there we go. Well done, America. Um, let's <laughs> get on to the shows then. And Alex, we will come to you off the back of Revolution. How did they cover that shit show? Well, it was Drunk Alex who walked this week. So before yeah. we get into the burying putovers, he's, he's left me a list that's five things he learned from Dynamite this week. Right. So, number one, Ethan Page has possibly the most punchable face in wrestling. Right. Number oh, two, I've been told I look like him. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's good. Like, it's exactly what you want from a cocky little heel. Like, he comes out with that smile. I'm like, I want to punch that guy's face. It's a terrific trait to have. It's yeah, really, yeah. really good. Number two. Scorpio Sky needs to leave that tongue in its mouth because that thing is scary and it shouldn't be on television. Number three, the Butcher and the Blade seem to really want a daddy figure into their life. Number four, the Lockjaw is possibly getting less painful for the wrestlers and more painful for the audience every week. And finally, JR is slowly turning into Slimer from Ghostbusters. So, important facts. Explain that last one to me. (laughs) Think about Slimer from Ghostbusters. Yes. Now think about JR and put those two images together. Right, okay. And play a game of spot the difference, unfortunately. Right. Okay, okay, right, okay. I, I need to picture me. I remember that scene in Ghostbusters with the hot dogs coming out of Slimer's mouth. I need to picture JR with that. Maybe I could do a Photoshop or you could do a Photoshop for me, Alex. And Just then, cover it with barbecue sauce. And yeah, yeah. Put, <laughs> I'm very glad Alex has mentioned Slimer because I tell you what, we're going to perfectly bookend these uh, biddies and putovers. <laughs> right, okay, right, okay. That's a hint towards what we can expect from So, what are your buddies and putovers, Mr. McCoy? Okay, my first putover is. Alex Abrahantes, if you know who that is. Well pronounced. So he is the um, <clears throat> the Mexican at the Spanish Spanish announcer. And if you didn't see it on Dynamite this week, who um, Penta got to do some live translation of his promo. And I thought his delivery was great. And the look in his face that he was the one saying this to Cody was terrific. He just looked like he had some balls. And it was a great wee segment. And I like the way Penta kind of plays off 
the fact that he can speak English, but then gets someone else to speak English for him so that when he does speak English at the end, it's more impactful. I think it's brilliant that he's been listening to Wrestling Daft the Marks where uh, John moaned about uh, <laughs> the Spanish uh, speaking promos last week. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was quite good as well what they had. He also coined himself like, because I know that John obviously loves Cody's little nickname he's made for himself, the Prince of Pro, Pro Wrestling and all its alliteration. So he's now calling himself the Lord of Lucha Libre. So oh, fun for you there, John. Right. Okay, the first bury of the week. I need to bury Kenny Omega and Don Callis, right? So they spent an entire segment taking the piss of Eddie and John Moxley for lying in the ring and 69ing each other, as they said. And then they proceeded to do exactly that on live television in the middle of the ring. Like, it was, it was, what are you doing, guys? I mean, it was a bit of a clunky segment as they attempted to explain their way out of the uh, out of the dud explosion, which they've been trying to do all week, apparently. And if you've seen, like, the footage of Moxley uh, doing the promo after the show and stuff that's come out, so... But yeah, it was awkward, wasn't it? I don't think anyone really enjoyed that segment. Very number two, Mr. Maxwell Jacob Freeman's fake tan, because it was truly <laughs> awful. Like, it was patchy as fuck, and whoever's done that that week has got to be bad. And Jericho also gets a mini berry because he needs an iron for his shirts. But the final putover of the day, speaking of MGF, has to be Wardlow. So for anyone who didn't see it, we finally got the big inner circle implosion. And I know we were all kind of talking about the new Four Horsemen and how it was going to be Cody leading it. We've also found out that it's going to be MGF leading it, and it's actually going to be five because it's got Wardlow involved as well. But then Wardlow just went on a massive tear and took everyone out. And he lived up to the name of Mr. Mayhem for the first, well, not the first time, but good to see that he was the one who got the spotlight there and got to do all the wrecking. So keen for that. And another, and have they also turned in a circle face? It seems that way, doesn't it? Like it, it seems, seems that way. It seems they've been slowly doing that for a little bit when they kind of caused the split. And now with Sammy back, Sammy seems like they're trying to book him as a sympathetic face which is a bit weird considering the situation he was in just under a year ago. So, Yeah, it, seem, it definitely seems that Inner Circle are, are being booked face. Um, you know, you've got Sammy, obviously he's had a face turn. They've got Jericho's music, which is obviously over like Rover. Um, so, yeah, it does seem that way. And they need that. They, they, they I think it's have, time. It's, yeah. it's very much time. And the problem when you've got a group that size is there's never really another big group for them to feud with. If anything, you've got to kind of create a faction to feud with your existing factions. To a certain have they, they've not named the faction yet, or they've not given a name to the MGF's faction yet, have they? Yes, but it's... It- it was named after Dynamite last week for this week's Dynamite, so it would be a spoiler, but it has been named. I don't Come know on, then. Spoil away. Spoil away, Gary. I'm currently looking for <laughs> the article right now because we have the news article ready to go because we'll know a spoiler site. As uh, long as it's better than The Way, because right now uh, that is my most hated faction. Yeah, in yeah, rest. Not good. It's, it's not much better. It is The Pinnacle. I thought there was going to be at least some kind of take on Horsemen in some way. I mean, at least when they tried to do the Four Horsemen in TNA, they called it Fortune, and it at least had some link. But disappointed. Disappointed. Wow. They can't even get a better idea than TNA. Jesus. No. <laughs> um, right. Um, match of the night. Uh, match of the night has to be fucking Scorpio Sky versus Darby Allen. What a great little match. Fucking counters all over the shop. A nice wee finish to potentially set up a rematch. And we even got Tony Hawk this week wearing the TNT title belt. So 
Right. Big up Derby. Love it. You know, I always sense we've had that Tony Hawk mention as a. It was <laughs> been at least six months. Half and takes off the belt, and he just gives it back to Derby. It's <laughs> just like yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. about that image. Uh, right. Thanks, Alex. Uh, let's move on to NXT. Um, and what are we putting over, and what are we burying this night? Right. I think I'm going to put over. It's probably not popular, but I'm going to put over two nights of Takeover. It's probably something they could do in one night, but I think there's so much good talent on the NXT roster that they could really they could they can cope with two nights. As long as it's kind of dynamite on TV though. Well, I, I mean that's the worry for them. If I take over, I think they're they're setting themselves up to be jobbed out something awful if Dynamite beats them. Well, that, Dynamite, that they'll that. put on a show now. There's no way they're going to be. They'll put on a show that week. They've given them loads of notice. They'll do you think they'll bring Shaq? Do you think they'll bring Shaq in for that one? Sh- Shaq Big Show main event. <laughs> that, oh. Do you know what? Do you know what? They probably will. Why would they not? Um, but yeah, I think there's. You know, when you're looking at what's potentially happening on. Uh, NXT at the moment, the stories that are getting told. I think there's some big matches in there to stretch it over two nights, you know. Um, so I'm going to put that over because as long as they keep it to kind of two and a half hours, you know, that kind of time length for, for each, each night, I'm, I'm I'm on board with it. It's going to be, I tell you what, it's going to be a hell of a week of watching wrestling that, isn't the it? First, the first night would surely only be two hours because it would only be like the standard length. I don't know, Alex. I think, I think they might go longer. I would... But if it's live on if it's live on TV though, if it's live on USA, they won't be able to go over their time slot for the first Maybe night. Maybe not. Maybe not. We shall wait and see on that one. But yeah, let's put over two nights to take over. I'm all on board with that. Um, let's also put over Jake Atlas. Jake Atlas, I think, you know, I think I was a bit critical of him when he came in. I still think he's got a lot to do in terms of his character and developing that and what have you, but it really impressed me um, in, in the match that he had with uh, Pete Dunne. Um, you know, uh, we had this bit at the end of the match as well, but this technical, you know, he, Pete Dunne declared himself the best technical wrestler. I'm interested to see who's going to step up to the plate. Gary, anyone, has anyone got any ideas who that's going to be? Because that's obviously going to be a takeover match. No, but if only they had fucking Cassius Ono still there because that was his full gimmick. <laughs> literally the full thing that he'd done. Um, no, the, the first thing that came to mind when they said that would be like a Johnny Gargano, but that wouldn't make any sense whatsoever in terms of the story. So, Is, is there a t- Tyler Bate rematch? Kind of Tyler Bate would be a great shout. Tyler but Bate, I'd, I'd, maybe. So I don't think they need it. No, it's a yeah, kind of weird one because we've not seen much of Tyler Bate on NXT UK, but mm. we have seen him. And the, the thing that came out, like I asked Trent Seven about it and he completely no-sold me, but then he said in a different interview anyway, um, that he said that Tyler Bate had kind of, not that he'd been going through like issues or anything like that, but he said that he was kind of struggling with the you know the way the pandemic halted everything and, and kind of hinted that, he might need to take some time away. So it'd be a bit weird if he was then to go onto a bigger platform. But Pete Dunn, Tyler Bate would be absolutely brilliant. But I, I don't really know who they could mean with it, with that full uh, greatest technical wrestler thing. It's a bit of, a bit of an odd one. I know Jordan Devlin's flying over, so maybe Tyler Bate's way and not just kayfabing it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about it. It's, great, it's, great, it's quite a great play with something, so I'll be interested to see where that plays out to. But I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. And that's what it's all about. Um, let's bury... Um, right, I'm worried. I'm worried. This. So we had the two-bit... A big announcement at the start of the show when Regal came out. 
first, you know, two nights for TakeOver. Yeah, on board with that. And then we have the unveiling of the NXT women tag titles as we sort of speculated on this show last week. Just more belts in WWE that are not needed. I mean, the, the women's tag belts might be defended across all three brands. And it's not really happened. It had a bit of potential for me there, you know, to get some brand feuding, seeing some matchups we've not seen before, putting some teams together, actually putting genuine women's tag teams together. But then we had the only actual genuine women's tag team we had, they fucking split up. Um, and now we've got this NXT women tag titles for no reason. Why not just put the, the tag titles and, and do an angle around that and put the, the, the main roster tag titles down into NXT rather than introduce a whole new set of belts, which... And, and they've also not addressed it on Raw SmackDown as to whether it changes the situation for the actual women's tag team titles, which it has to because it wouldn't make any sense for them to be defended on NXT now. No, exactly. It's just, it's very, very, just, it's unnecessary. It really is. Well, the other um, thing is like, if you think about takeover structures, they're normally five matches, right? And before yeah. then, they'd normally have your two singles belts, you then have your tag, you then have your North American and your cruiserweights. They were struggling to fit them all into one pay-per-view anyway. Now with the women's tag, they've got more belts than they would normally have matches on their bigger shows. Yeah. That's all right. We've got two nights now. <laughs> but you just don't know what you know is it going to dilute the women's division is it going to enhance the women's division in NXT because we all I think you know most wrestling fans will freely admit it's the best women's division in any promotion going the NXT women's division and you just wonder what they're going to do what the teams are going to put together it's just it's just a strange one for me and I don't think it's needed so yeah burying the, the women's uh, tag titles still no boa still no boa in the ring, we saw a little bit. Of, we saw a little glance of it, and actually, a quick um, put over on that is that I like when you see faces doing something heelish, like Casey Cantzaro, um in the match. <laughs> Got out with a mask. <laughs> well, she went, uh, but Zia Lee, Zia Lee, um, you know, was about to kind of break, you know. Uh, Casey can't not Casey Cantzaro, Caden Carter's uh, leg, and uh, Casey obviously uses the crutch and stuff. And I like when he faces do that, you know, they're so raging that they get something back. So I like that. So I'm putting that over. But no Boa. We saw a little glimpse of Boa about to kick off on Casey Catanzaro until he got a um, crutch smashed over the back of his back. But it's going to happen. Boa is going to come soon. And we're all going to be very happy when that happens. And where's Pat? I want more Pat. Get Pat back. The campaign starts now. That bring back faction, Pat. Bring back Pat. I'm sure that was already a campaign for someone. Yeah, the, the, the pack, the faction's nothing without Pat. So bring back Pat. Um, and have I put? Have I put lots of things over? I've put lots of, Can I do a quick buddy? Finn Bauer's bit at the end. He, he was standing in the ring. You've had the whole file. Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole fought to the back. Finn Bauer standing in the ring, and a very Hollywood type superhero style. He just goes. It was almost like, I knew you would come. What took you so long? <laughs> and glanced over his shoulder to see that Karrion Cross was standing behind him. Do you remember the Unagi episode of Ross from Friends? When, <laughs> when he sort of said, when he goes, I knew, I knew it was you when Joey comes to the door or something like right. that. That's what it reminded me of. And I just thought, immediately thought, when Bauer was going to point his head and go, Unagi. 
But <laughs> that's, that, that, that was just... It's really funny much. if next week he comes out for his promo and starts doing the Ross, like, arm movement. Or something <laughs> yeah. Like that at the end. yeah. So, um, yeah, I think uh, if, that, if that happens, uh, Finn Balor has the power of Unagi now. Um, so, yeah, uh, lots of bunnies and had a, written down a load more, but we'll just skip on to match of the night. Now, you, it should ordinarily be Cole versus Balor in the main event, but I really, really enjoyed the women's tag match Shotzi and Ember versus Gonzalez and uh, Dakota Kai. They had the belts on for them for the um, <laughs> least amount of time that anyone's ever had the belts on them, probably. Um, I don't know why they moved it off so quickly, but it sets up Gonzalez for a run against EO. Though that's another buddy is why would EO Shirai go and actually go, I want to fight you next, considering she's about twice the size. Um, but yeah, um, really good match. Really, really enjoyed that. Um, so I'm putting that over the main event and that would be my match of the night. Um, Smackdown, let's move on to that now, gentlemen. Um, Paul, do you want to kick us off with a putover first? Uh, so we'll go over the, the end segment. So it was a contract signing between Daniel Bryan and Roman. Uh, Roman flat out refusing to sign it. Daniel Bryan going back to his old ways of starting ranting, saying that he's the head of the table. Roman looked absolutely raging. Um, he says he's going to tap Roman out like he did Jey Uso. Jey Uso starts kicking off. Edge comes out um, and... Setting up for this week's SmackDown, you're getting Jey Uso versus Daniel, uh, sorry, versus Edge in the main event. Whoever wins becomes the enforcer for Fastlane. Um, at the end, all four of them started fighting. Edge accidentally shoved Brian, and Brian hit him with a running knee. So, interested to see where it's going. Like I say, hopefully a triple threat. We'll see what happens. My favourite thing about that full segment was just the fact that uh, Roman Reigns moved his chair to the head of the table. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I was like that, the, the tiniest thing, but I was just like, yeah, oh, that's yeah, absolutely yeah. amazing. Someone needs to tell him that this can be more, there's more than one table to be ahead of. <laughs> so, like. um, Rico, what have you got on your first uh, put over? Um, so, I was going to I was gonna say, I kind of need something else to put over other than Apollo Cruise this week because it's been two weeks running that I've done that. So, um, I wanted to go into like the minutia of Edge's involvement in the build towards the WrestleMania main event. Uh, ever since he's won the Royal Rumble, I think Edge has just been absolute solid gold. Um, he's looked and sounded focused in everything he's done, whether it's been Raw, NXT or SmackDown. Doesn't waste a single line in promos. He's sort of he's avoided physicality for the most part. He's only really he's only really punctuated segments with physicality when it's kind of made sense, like a spear here or there, or taking a running knee, as Braun says, when it makes sense. I think that's, that's been great. And um, he's, he's just kind of, oh, there was another bit I missed, actually, sorry. It was, uh, he's starting to plant seeds now in Jey Uso's mind as well about his own involvement in all of this. Like he had a, a quick interaction with Jay saying, <clears throat> like one of his matches Jey Uso's got Edge back into wrestling at one point in like 2015 and he was uh, clearly saying like you know you, you're better than this you shouldn't be you know subservient to Roman Reigns so that was really good and he's just he's been brilliant to watch for me and it's maybe just because, he, because he's been away for so long but this is like as good as I ever remember Edge being he just I got I got way too into <laughs> thinking about like the the characters of them all like Edge, Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns in this and I tried to uh, line them up in like a Dungeons and Dragons character alignment thing <laughs> so um, Edge is sort of coming off as neutral good 
at this point. Uh, <laughs> which, is weird to think of, like, which is weird to think of Edge now as neutral good. But Aye, ten years ago, that's not how you'd have thought about him. Like, there's something much more serious to his character now. That's it, yeah. And that's where he fitted best in it, I, thought, I felt. Then Daniel Bryan was chaotic good and Roman Reigns being neutral evil. And I think, like, looking between all of them, it's just a really good balance. And there's enough for you to wonder about the storytelling as each week goes along, who'll do what next in their quest to obtain or retain the Universal Championship. And for me, he's, he's just been the star of this angle because, but only because his supporting cast has been so bloody good at what they've been doing. So, yeah, it's just, just been incredible through all of this I've oh my god my this. god that is such a blast from the past and ad and d i used to play that all the time and i was just totally opened up with this whole <laughs> memory bank right there talking about neutral good neutral chaotic oh amazing um you're welcome or my apologies i don't know which that <laughs> <laughs> no i know i know <laughs> um broads let's come to you uh, give us two buddies from the show then we'll come get a put over in a minute so my first buddy I'm going to describe as the worst SmackDown segment since last year's karaoke competition. Wow. Oh, wow. That's, that's a God. fair booking. That's a fair booking. Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler taking Reginald on a shopping trip, splashing cash <laughs> on our new man. <laughs> it was so bad. It was, I've got written down as three minutes of absolute shite. <laughs> and then <laughs> later on in the show, Reginald modeling the suit that she'd bought him while he's standing on the announce table. Oh, fucking hell. So the bad. only really good thing about that segment is when they came back for it and Cody Graves said, I thought if you're buying new clothes, you're meant to buy clothes that you don't actually own. <laughs> I was like, ah, that's pretty, that's pretty good. <laughs> but, yeah, it was fucking horrendous. Uh, absolutely horrendous segment. What is it with so Reginald? Bad. Why is he? What, he's over both shows now and everything. What is it? What has suddenly happened? He's like the new James Ellsworth. Yeah. <laughs> I think they like having someone who's just like a known jobber that they can take the piss off every week that they know, oh, if we, got, we, we need to fill something. Yeah, send Reginald out to take a bump for five minutes. It's fine. <laughs> I think it's an obsession where, and they almost done it with Enzo. They're obsessed with having this comedy relationship angle at having a woman being bigger than the guy that's a love interest. And it infuriates me, but I think that is the thing that they absolutely love doing, and they just think this is hilarious. We'll chuck this on TV because they nearly done it with the Enzo stuff. So, yeah, that that is true. Have you got another buddy for us, Bronze? Yeah, so we got Cesaro versus Murphy again. It was a good match. Seth was watching from the ramp, but in our weekly version of what the fuck is Seth wearing? He's wearing a tartan suit with a fucking turtleneck. So if you're wearing a turtleneck, you're getting buried. Well done. Well done, that man. Um, Rico, what have you got? Um, I, I don't know how controversial this is, but I'm going to go with it anyway. I'm just going to bury Sasha Banks at this point. I, I think she's coming off as just really stupid now. Like She keeps on getting distracted by Reginald and losing tag team matches with uh, Bianca Belair. That's not really been advanced that much, and it's only not been advanced because Sasha Banks keeps on getting distracted. She keeps on doing that dumb laugh as well. Um, and it started to make me th- make me think more about it. Like, is, is Reginald, is are Sasha Banks and Reginald involved in something that will lead to Reginald costing Bianca Belair the match? Or I don't know if I'm, I'm overthinking that and you were right in what you're saying, John, but I, I, I can't make head nor tails of what's going on. And the whole the whole build towards the SmackDown women's title match is just, it's getting a bit great in now. To be honest, yeah. and I, as I say, I think it's I think it's kind of on Sasha for this one. It feels as though they've been trying to just pause it to, so they don't really start the build for that till after Fastlane. They're like, let's let's give yeah. everything to Daniel and Edge. And I, I think that's a major. 
I think that's a major issue with Fastlane, and maybe it's a major issue with the the, the positioning of the Royal Rumble that they've got, you know, so long they've got. I mean, fair enough for ticket sales and whatever. You've got that that two months to to build towards WrestleMania, but it's hard to probe, you know, you know, keep that without them getting into it as much. It's hard to prolong a storyline between the two, if you know what I mean. Um, so, I, I mean, talk about it maybe a bit later, but Fastlane for me is just a pay-per-view too many there as well. You know, um, I don't think they need it. I mean, they obviously want it for buy for buy-ins and, and what have you, but... Um, it's, it's just, kind of like their, their, their initial model for a pre-show before they started doing pre-shows, weren't it? It's like, here is the WrestleMania pre-show. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was like that. that, is that. You got another, something else for us, Rico? Uh, I yeah, the SmackDown tag team champions they don't they don't have a, a proper name. They their name is either now the Dirty Dogs or the Top Dogs, and they couldn't make up their minds on commentary. And I I, I kind of hope they have a tag tag, tag team now, title match to Fastlane and Ziggler and Rude drop the titles because. I think I think Street Profits were so good with them. They'd probably be so good against Alpha Academy or even the Mysterios, but they're just they're the tag team champions thrown together. They don't even have a proper name. Commentary can't get it right. Just yeah. yeah. The tag team the the story tag- of Ziggler's career. And to be fair, Bobby Roode's WWE yeah. career. So. Yeah. Tag team division's an absolute riot in WWE at the moment. Uh, and finally a put over for you, Bronze. And give us your match tonight as well, actually. My last put over probably is my match of the night. Um, there wasn't a lot of wrestling. Like, I counted four matches, unless like I missed something. Um, but the opening match, we had an eight-man tag with the Dirty Dogs or the Top Dogs, whatever they want to call them. Just call them the dogs. Just, just the dogs. <laughs> so the, the dogs, the hot dogs, whatever. Uh, <laughs> Alpha Academy versus the Street Profits and the Mysterios. Really enjoyable match. Double six one nines. High flying from the Street Profits. Good good opening match. Yeah. Definitely my match of the night. Yeah. Rico. I, I'm I'm really I'm just really keen to see the Cesaro Fee Seth Rollins match when it happens. Um the build the build's pretty standard, but I'm I'm looking forward to seeing them wrestle. So I suppose that that's kind of the put over it is that we'll be getting that match eventually. Yeah. And that's about it. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Uh match tonight, you agree with bronze on that? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, good match, fun, um, so that one yeah. as well. Cool, cool. Um, let's move on to last night's Raw. Now, I have not seen anything, so this is uh, going to be filled with spoilers from me. So I'm looking forward to what happened last night. Gary, has it got any better? It's got worse. Oh god. <laughs> um. <sighs> Mitigating circumstances, I believe there's people that are only there for um, obvious pandemic type reason. Uh, but I, it seemed like last night it was one of those really rushed shows. Um, first put over though, Damien Priest beating Jackson Riker in a matter of minutes. Love to see it. Uh, never going to complain at that. But despite that just being good in itself, everything that happened after the match was good. Um, Damien Priest, I just think they're getting this guy right. And if he'd have said to me pairing him with Bad Bunny would be a good thing when he debuted on Raw, I'd be like, no, that sounds absolutely terrible. Just have him be a bit like this monster. But they've actually made him look really good, I think. They've made him look dominant, but made him look like he's got personality, got all the presentation right. 
after the Jackson Riker match, Elias gets in the ring. And it was just, it was a simple move that took me back to my childhood. But Elias is standing and Damien Priest is behind him and he claps on uh, Elias's head. And it just looked absolutely brilliant. Hit him with a finisher. And then just, I think they've done everything right with Bad Bunny. Well, almost everything right. We'll get into that in a second. Uh, but they've done almost everything right with Bad Bunny. He does hardly it in, in terms of physicality. Uh, but it just, it, it seems to do everything right. Obviously, the dive that he done was quite impressive and looked like, on the second look, it might have gone horribly wrong. Uh, he just threw one worked punch last night and it looked good because he just gets everything right in terms of stature, stance, agility. just looks brilliant in the ring. Excited to see him actually have a match and I think I might be proven wrong on me putting him over so much when he actually has the match. But I just think he's looked really good so far and they've protected him well. Um, he took a brilliant guitar shot for Miz and it just looked absolutely brilliant so everything in that segment between Bad Bunny uh, and Damien Priest amazing um, however swapping a title belt for merchandise so Bad Bunny I, I don't disagree with them putting the belt on him in the first place because they got their title on Saturday Night Live I mean the, the belt's already diminished it's not really got a great deal of value but how to devalue it even further R-Truth was brilliant and he was nearly a put over for me because he was so good and everything he done last night um, but he was dressed as Stone Cold he was hitting it with what to like uh, Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke um, and Fatu and Perry as they were called on the BT app uh, um, I've even forgot their real names now, Naomi and Lana. Uh, but I don't know why they were called that in the BT app, besides <laughs> the point. Uh, but it, it was hitting them with all the Stone Cold catchphrases in like a deadpan manner. Brilliant. And then he walks up to Bad Bunny and trades some Stone Cold merch for the 24-7 championship to win it for a 50th time. <laughs> Everything about that is terrible. Um, both Bad Bunny can afford Stone Cold merchandise. The man is like the biggest, <sighs> most listened to on list um, artist on Spotify or whatever it was. So I mean, so his his reasoning was actually okay. I still hate it, but like the way the performers played, it was okay. Uh, Bad Bunny was like, "You deserve it more than me." Um, which is kind of true. <laughs> I mean, can't argue with the guy. Uh, and the R-Truth kind of played it well as well. And they done the thing, like a shite version of the Alistair Black Velveteen Dream uh, rivalry for last year, where R-Truth got uh, Bad Bunny's name correct for the first time at the end of that segment. So everything they done in the segment was good. I just hate the idea of them getting a, a title belt. And I get the best reply to this on Twitter. Uh, don't remember the guy's name and didn't even give him a response. But it was like, well, the million dollar man done it and nobody said a thing. I was like, who the fuck remembers that? Nobody had Twitter back when the million dollar man did it. <laughs> it's like, you can't compare that to Bad Bunny. Fucking, uh, it just infuriated me. Uh, but I, absolutely terrible. Um, Bad Bunny doing brilliant stuff. And then, um, I, I'm not sure if the reason is they don't want him to take a pinfall. Maybe there is, you know, aspirations in actually becoming somewhat a not a full-time performer, but somewhere a performer, but aye, they've they done something brilliant with him, something terrible with him. Uh, second, Barry. Slimer was mentioned earlier. Raw turned into Nickelodeon. They, they, they had Shane McMahon, right, Shane McMahon, Braun, uh, like I've mentioned that it was shite last week. And it's going to lead to a match, and I think the match is going to be really good. The match is now taking place at Fastlane. I don't actually think it's going to take place at Fastlane. I'm still certain we're getting some sort of street fight, last man standing at WrestleMania. Yeah. At WrestleMania. It's, it's a two-night card, and that is one of the things they're investing too much time into. But they, 
they had a match last night that didn't happen, and then Shane McMahon ends up gunging Braun Strowman, and it just reminded me of the, the dog food angle with Roman Reigns and uh, Baron Corbin last year. Terrible, and uh, I, I don't, I just, I don't know who likes it. I don't, I don't know who's watching that going, yes, Braun Strowman's getting hit with a pile of guns. <laughs> it's just, it's not a thing that happens. I, I just think it was terrible. And I get it's not for me. And as you know, maybe younger people are watching it thinking it's brilliant, but I just didn't think it was good at all. Very, very 90s double dare from Did, did Mr. Blobby come out afterwards since yeah. his party now? Exactly. <laughs> that, that's exactly what it was like. And I almost buried, but I'm not going to bury it because I'm quite glad we didn't see him. Uh, because I, I mentioned it last week, but Reginald was the own raw. I was he not <laughs> after all, after everything we've done for the past two weeks. It just wasn't the own raw and wasn't acknowledged. Um, <laughs> but there is a reason for folk not being there, and I'm not going to speculate as to who. Uh, but he wasn't there, so it's just one of the things where it's like pfft, acknowledge it at least, mention something, say a shite excuse. Don't just have him be a major part of a storyline, and then he's not there. Um, I thought they turned a corner with Drew. To be honest, I thought they kind of realised that it's not. I mean, I understand why people were embarrassed like a year ago, but I think now having COVID is not exactly something that anyone should shy away from. Like, yeah, who, who and, totally, I've totally missed this. Who are we talking about, Gary? Well, I don't, I don't actually have any confirmation that he's got it, but the Reginald wasn't there, and they didn't reference it at all. However, there are like a few bigger people that I've heard that weren't there that they didn't acknowledge at all. Which again, it's like just came out with like uh, Fightful ended up reporting on. Um, on the fact that a few NXT matches have been pulled after something that happened on Thursday. But there was, I know for a fact there's people that were there at Raw and that is the reason that I've been told. Again, I don't really believe it unless I've been told for somebody that is properly in the know. So I'm not sold that that's the reason, but if it is, just come out with it. Um, so I'm assuming we're talking about Bobby Lashley then. <laughs> no, Bobby Lashley was there. Oh, was he? Ah, uh, he was there. Um, which kind of... Partly, maybe, has something to do with my final put over. Um, it was going to be up until I finally watched Raw Talk that just Lashley and Drew feels big. It feels like a good main event. It feels like they've done everything right. However, like last week, my final put over isn't even something for Raw. It's for Raw Talk. Drew McIntyre is getting interviewed about his upcoming match with Sheamus at Fastlane ahead of his match with uh, Bobby Lashley. And it just randomly says the word fuck. <laughs> <laughs> ah. I, 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 yeah, I mean, you, you love some this swearing on a uh, PG programming. <laughs> well, <laughs> it was everything that happened afterwards because, like, the version I've seen, I've not actually watched it on Raw Talk. I watched it on More Good Pal, Alex McCarthy's Twitter, and it's beeped there. I don't know. Well, it's silenced there. I don't know if he silenced it or if it's actually silenced on the on the app. Silence it. Tell him off. I don't know if he's done it just for the sake of uh, trying to get away from the DCMAs on Twitter, but um, I, it was absolutely brilliant because the second Drew says fuck, he just instantly regrets it and you can see him being the most embarrassed guy on the planet. He's got R-Truth next to him and uh, Patrick, Kevin Patrick, uh, the new broadcaster. Both of them reacted well. Uh, 
<laughs> Drew, Drew instantly apologises. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And uh, Arthur go- uh, says, I'm sorry, bleep me. And Arthur goes, Aye, this is PG. Bleep. <laughs> it's like the best <laughs> thing ever. Uh, but then it, it, it just cuts Mary a passion promo afterwards and then apologises again. He's like, Oh, it's, I'm Scottish. Sorry, it happens sometimes. And it was just absolutely brilliant. <laughs> One of the things when it's. I'm Scottish. Like, please please tell me. me he said, I'm Scottish. I'm sorry that happens sometimes. Yes, that yeah, is almost exactly word for word what it says. But it was just brilliant. And yeah, again, it's the kind of thing where I'm like, it shows, I'm, I'm not sure how much or how little Raw Talk is scripted, but I'm pretty sure it's not much um, because we didn't see Peyton Royce this week after a brilliant promo last week, which is a big miss as well. Right. Um, but I don't, I th- I'm assuming that it's very unscripted or at least minimal scripting. And I know Drew McIntyre isn't very scripted anyway. He said that, he, you know, he gets four lines and he, he's lucky if he says four words for it. Um, but it was just brilliant. And it's the kind of thing where I'm going, if we've seen Mary this on Raw, if you have somebody sitting on a button, they've got a delay. You can censor swear words. They've done it before. If you just let people be themselves, it will be the most endearing thing ever. And that was really endearing about Drew McIntyre was um, saying the swear word then apologising. But I just wish he had apologised and it went on and went, uh, said more swear words. Uh, you know, but I just thought it was brilliant. So I, Raw might have not been great, but Raw talk is brilliant. <laughs> and, and match of the night I hate to say it because I'm not a massive fan of the result uh, I don't hate it Hurt Business v New Day really good again kind of short match like I, get, I, I was watching this on, uh, on the BT player and the big mistake with the BT player is you can see how long a match is this looked like it was 56 minutes long, but they just hadn't split it the right way. It was only about 16 minutes long at the most, I think, maybe even shorter than that. Um, but uh, so New Day for a start wearing Mortal Kombat gear. Big Mortal Kombat logo, one wearing yellow, one wearing blue. Absolutely amazing. Love that. Match could yeah, have been shite another. Mortal Kombat film coming out soon, are you guys? I'm not sure if there's a film or a game because I'm not that... Um, well, there's a film. Is there's it a film? film. Right. Uh, but uh, I, I just love that. Uh, took me back to my childhood. Like, right, cool. I don't care if the match is shite. I'll, I'll look at the gear. Um, but the match was really good. Apart from Hurt Business losing. But the thing that happened after the match was good because... We get AJ Styles and Omos coming out and Omos's debut is going to take place at WrestleMania where everybody that debuts at WrestleMania is brilliant like Ronda Rousey. Uh, so I, I can't wait for that to happen. And also AJ Styles said that the reason he's chasing those titles is because it will make him a Grand Slam champion. So just everything linked up. Can't wait to see Omos in the ring. AJ Styles, you know, being in that position doesn't bother me. Match was good. End segment was good. Everything was good. Anyone, Apart from the rest of all. Anyone else worried about the great split the heart business up then? <sighs> I, uh, <laughs> I'm not sure if they'll split them. I think they'll keep MVP with Lashley, but I'm no, I don't feel too confident about the other two right now. Oh, <laughs> rubbish. I mean, they were so good and they were doing so well and just that's just rubbish. Don't like that. Anyway, um, cool. Thank you very much for that, Gary. And thank you very much to our guest, Marks, the new age Mark Laws. Go on right this time, thanks, Rico. Yep. Um so thanks very much for coming on. Remember, if you want to buddy and put over anything from the shows you've watched over the week, you can do that with Rab and Grado or our Twitter at Wrestling Daft on Insta, Wrestling Daft Podcast, or just plain old Wrestling Daft on the Facebook. <laughs> Alex, Alex, Alex. You like a shave. You like to shave your neck, keep the beard nice on top, don't you? 
Yes, yes, I do. But your initial line about Alex, do you like a shave? Uh, you're saying this to me at a very inappropriate time in my life, John. Why is that? Because I currently have more hair on my head than I have ever yes, had in my life before. You do, but you like to keep your neck nice and trim. Uh, and can I suggest that you use Harry's to do that? Because um, it's a, an amazing shave. I don't know if, if you've, I think you've used it in the past, maybe. But I have I, back in the day. Back, back last time, I had a shaved, very smooth face. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's a great shave. Um, and I'll tell you the story behind Harry's. They basically bought a factory in Germany and have been making blades for like 100 years. Um, they have about 600 engineers, designers, craftsmen and chemists making these razors. They're that good. Uh, they use the finest materials and ingredients to ensure they have the best quality products. And basically, it, it, all this adds up to having a brilliant quality shave at a fair price. And that's what you get with Harry's. You're basically going to get, we, we've got a, a trial set on offer here, and what you're going to get with that trial set is you're going to get uh, everything you need for a coarse, comfortable shave. You're going to get a weighted ergonomic handle. Uh, you're going to get five precision engineered blades with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade. You get rich lathering shave gel, which Grado constantly goes on about because it is this really beautiful smell in Ovira shave gel. Um, you're going to get that in the pack. Um... And it's going to give you everything you need for that coarse, comfortable shave. And right now you can get your free Harry's trial set for only £3.95. That's £3.95 of your finest pence. And you're going to get all the stuff I just mentioned and you're going to get it to your door. So you can do that really, really easily. Get it over to you right now by going to harrys.com forward slash wrestling daft, right? harrys.com forward slash wrestling daft. Trust me, get on board. You're going to have a great shave and you're certainly not going to regret it. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, it's been off for a few weeks, but it is back. It's the quiz that nobody wants. It's WrestleMind the Buzz Rocks, and let's introduce your host, Alex. Hey, it's once hey. again time to think like a mark as we're back again, where I will ask... Lots of pointless questions about the world of professional wrestling. Now, with us as ever, we have another guest, Mark, Mr. Quentin Thundersnow. How are you, sir? Ah, no bad, no bad. Yourself, boys? Ah, not too bad. I just love you in a thick Aberdonian accent. I do. It just really makes me feel at home. So that's I suddenly feel all warm and comfortable. But can you can you at least give us some kind of insight into the origin of the name Thundersnow? Well, if you want a cool hair metal name. You know, you got to have a kind of crappy first name and a badass <laughs> last name. So before that, it was Quentin Flashbang Package. Oh. And, oh, then, and then I lived through the Dundee Thundersnow like 11 years ago. Found out what Thundersnow was and was like, that is fucking cool, right? <laughs> I'm taking that as my name. <laughs> love that. Absolutely love that. It has just hung around ever since. Yeah, so, pretty much. <laughs> Quinn, you've got issues with Alex before we get stuck into the quiz. You have issues after last week's show, don't you? I do indeed. No. What have so, I done now? He's calling out it's nonsense that anyone like drinks energy drink 
for the taste. Well, yeah, are, you, are you one of these non-alcoholic, non-alcoholic, non-caffeinated energy people? No, fully caffeinated, and it's like what six o'clock at night. Only drink one for the taste, and then. Okay, no, that's that's a monster ripper that will let you off. I was thinking more ah, like a Red Bull. Do you know what I mean? Because that's like that's heavy juice. That's the new one. <laughs> okay, I haven't had that yet. Peach and Mandarin, I think. Ooh, Where do very I fancy. Very fancy. We have to explain at this point as well. Gary's had to to leave the podcast briefly because water's just started flooding in through his roof. So we're slightly concerned about Gary's whereabouts. But I guess that means there's only one choice for for the contestant uh, this week, Alex. Yeah, you normally get to choose, but this week you're stuck with John, which, let's hey. be honest, is everyone's favourite choice because John's record in wrestling quizzes is fucking Terrible. abysmal. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I hate to, to use the French, but I think that's the best way. I'm not going to lie, he's probably going to win this one. Well, let's, let's make it a bit more interesting. <laughs> we'll put a Wrestling Daft t-shirt on the line here for you, Quentin, a design of your choice. Um, and if you want to buy a Wrestling Daft t-shirt, you can do that at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash Wrestling Daft. And if you're watching the video version, you'll see that I am today sporting Wrestling's Kid On t-shirt. Um, so there we go. You can get, you can win. If you manage to beat me, Quentin, you can win yourself a t-shirt. Bring it on, baby. Okay, so today, boys, we're going to be playing a little round of Whose promo was that anyway? So I'm going to read you a line from a famous promo. I'll tell you roughly what decade it was in. And I'm looking for who delivered the promo for your main yes. 10 points. The mm -hmm. show it was on for a bonus five. And the year for another bonus five. You get five questions each. Quentin, since you are the guest, would you like to go first or would you like to go second? I'll go second. I'll go second. Okay. John is up first with our first... Um, with our first promo of the evening, <clears throat> this first promo is from the Naughties, which is from 2000 to 2010. Here we go. The only reason you were WWE champion for a year was because Triple H didn't want to work Tuesdays. Who have you got? When and where, John? Oh, I'll admit this is one. Of, this is actually probably the promo that inspired this round. I love this promo. So. I'm going to say Shawn Michaels. You're going to say Shawn Michaels? When and where? I have no idea. No idea at all. Well, just give us a random year as a guess, just in case you want some Let's bonus. say randomly 2004 um, and let's say SummerSlam <laughs> or before Sun they up to SummerSlam. I can reveal that you are absolutely 100% incorrect. Yes. Uh, the promo was, in fact, from a Mr. Paul Heyman during ah, yes. One Night Stand, and I think it was directed to JBL. So right. beautiful, beautiful line. So that's zero points in the first round. That's a great start, Quentin. I mean, this is already looking great for you. So oh, here we boy. go. Promo number two. This is from a bit of the older year. So this is from 1980 to 1990. I'm the cream of the crop in the World Wrestling Federation, and there is no doubt about that. Yeah, you mean Gene Okerlund. You know that I'm the cream of the crop. The, yeah, you mean Gene Okerlund does sound like it could be Hogan. But Final answer to this one. Uh, ah, I know the answer to this one. Damn it. <laughs> it's still out. Sorry, John. It's if only ah, one of my favorite promos. Ah, screw it. We'll, we'll say Hogan at SummerSlam 88. I wonder where you got the idea of SummerSlam from here. 
Unfortunately, you were wrong. Ah. The other member of the two towers, it was Mr. Macho Man Randy Savage. He was off his nut doing this one. <laughs> he was on the total gear. You've got to go check out his proof. You have to. Cream always rises to the top. And he brings out the. That's the one where he brings out the little, the little uh, pork cartons of cream, isn't it? I think so. I think so. Yeah, yeah it was. Class. Love it. It was, it was also from a show called Part Time Wrestling. Now I think it was it was a WWF show, but I, I think Part Time Wrestling seems like a stupid name for a pay per view for me. It, it's Aye. not a pay per view. It must have been a TV, a TV <laughs> show, a show. That is a brilliant promo. Right, let's move on to the next one. Okay, promo number three. Now we are from 2010 to 2020. <clears throat> well, why don't you just quit? Why don't you just quit and go to the bingo halls with your indie friends? <laughs> well, John, where, who were we, when and where? I think maybe Seth Rollins. Sethy Kins? Sethy Kins, and I'm going to go, I'm thinking it's probably, I think it's maybe around the Adam Cole and NXT stuff. So I am going to say Seth Rollins, I want to say 2018. 2018, which show do you think it was on? It would have been an Erupt Survivor Series. <laughs> I'm just going to stop. Right, I'm just going to stop asking the show one. The show official one is discounted because you're both just going to keep saying fucking Survivor Series. <laughs> Once again, John, you are unfortunately incorrect. Ah, oh, really? It was that very famous mispronunciation. Oh, yeah. 2016, oh, where he got pretty lippy on the old Daniel, Daniel Bryan. Bryan. I mean, it's as if it could be from any other era with the word. Ed with indie friends in it, you know what I mean? So yeah, I could be directed at any ECW guy. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Actually, in bingo halls. Okay, so we're on to promo number four. This one is from 2000 to 2010. <clears throat> <laughs> but then you take my 75% chance of winning, and if that and I was to go one on, let me start that again. This is a comp. I wish I'd wait a second. I know this. Set, I know <laughs> ones. But then you take my 75% chance of winning. If we do, we was to go one-on-one -on -one, and then we add 66 and two-thirds percent, I've got a one-for-one -one and two-thirds chance of winning. I remember the promo as well. Like, Who was it? I was like, wow, that is amazing math. <laughs> but I can't even mind who it was. Oh! Uh, that is this is one of the most famous promos of all. Quinn's getting all the easy ones. I've generally WWE since like... 90s. What's <laughs> <laughs> uh, again? Oh, well, we'll say it was in 2009 anyway. 2009? Probably on a Raw. I don't know. <laughs> a Raw? I'm going to have to rush you for a name, though. Uh, uh, Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns, <laughs> even though he wasn't employed in 2009. Steiner Maths. That is the classic Steiner Maths promo from an episode of Impact from May 2008. So here we are, boys. We're four questions into each, and we're both at zero points. This is really going to go down to the way. Come on, really, really, really points really each. Well. Let's do it. We're really, really well. Okay, John, here you go. So this is from 1992-2000. You claim to be the man of a thousand holes, but I counted, and you only know about 60. Chris Jericho, Nitro. Oh, he's... 19... Stop counting the show once since you both said fucking Survivor Series. I'm uh, just counting. Oh, 1998. 1998. Ding, ding, yes! ding, 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 ding. 
John gets one correct with the bonus question. So that was the infamous Jericho Man of a Thousand Holds promo to Dean Malenko from an episode of Nitro from March 1998. Well, you've probably won this one. <laughs> oh, there's still time. There's still time. Well, that's 15. There's, there's still plenty of time. Don't worry. Don't worry. So question number three for yourself, Mr. Thunderstone. <clears throat> Uh, this is from 2010 to 2020. So, I earned this championship, and no matter how many red carpets you guys want to walk in your $4,000 ridiculous heels, you will never be able to lace up my Chuck Taylors. Making all this one as well. Not a clue. Because you've got a very confused look on your face, I'll give you a hint. It's a female. <laughs> you hadn't got that from the <laughs> I was thinking of with heels. <laughs> It could be, it's wrestling, it could be a different type of heels, to be honest. I think of chick wrestlers who were Chuck Taylors. Uh, it's probably one of these random WWE chicks, I have no clue who they are. I'm going to be nice, she, she is a former Divas champion. Oh, it's not who I thought it was. Go for Brie Bella. And in what year do you think? 2016. 2016. I think the promo was actually oh. to one of the Bellas. But when I think of a female wearing Chuck Taylors in wrestling, all I can think of was AJ Lee from that Raw promo from August in 2013. Yeah. All I know about her is I think that's CM Punk's bird. That is CM Punk's <laughs> that is That is Mrs. Mrs., Mrs. Phil Brooks. I'm Mrs. sure Punk. she... Did you just say spunk there, John? This is punk, I said. Mrs. Okay, I thought oh, you just made some kind of thing to me. I know. I was like, like, oh, band for that. You're a <laughs> terrible man. You're a terrible man. Right, so John, we're going back. For your next one, we're going back to the 1990s. And I'll give you this one. When you walk around this world and you will tell everyone that you're number one, the only way that you get to stay number one is to be number one. Ric Flair. <sighs> He's done it again. And what year do you think that was? 94. 94. So that is, of course, from the famous Ric Flair Royal Rumble speech. I knew it was that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The only one I've known. (laughs) That's not bad. That's 10 more points to you. So you're going to have to start nailing these now, I'm afraid, Quentin. (laughs) You're going to have to start these things. (laughs) It's starting to look a little bit bleak. Okay, so we're going to move on to promo number eight. This is from 2010 to 2020. To my little girl, Joanna, who cries when I leave home. Baby, I'm coming home. (laughs) You've picked a bad week to come on this show. Yes, I really have. (laughs) Because I can see John knows exactly what this one is as well. With the theme music, I can nail that one, but... (laughs) We ran out of music weeks ago now, months ago. That was so 2020. <laughs> I can vaguely remember it, but let's take a right complete random punt here and say 2016 Big Show. Well, you got one thing, right? It was a very the year, probably. <laughs> oh, it was a very, very large man. So that is a line from the infamous Mark Henry retirement promo from an episode of Raw in June 2013. So, so we're going to go. We've got two, one more each, guys. But I think John's won. But we've still got a chance to play for some points and for that little bit of personal pride. So, John, your last one for the evening from 20, the year 2000 to 2010. <clears throat> 
When I stand across from you and I see that across your waist, that symbolizes for me, I'm sorry. That's my way of telling my family, I'm sorry. That's my way of telling my kids, I'm going to provide a better way of life for them. That's my new addiction. Oh, someone that's been on the, on the gear and come back. <laughs> yeah, I think that one's a pretty obvious one. Mike. Yeah. Shawn Michaels. And he goes back to the Shawn Michaels well. What year do you think that was? Um, 2008. 2008. I'm afraid you're incorrect on both counts. Ah, Eddie, of course it is. During, I think that's in the build-up to the Brock Mania matches. Is that the Brock match? I think it's the build-up. It's No Way Out he wins it, isn't it? So it's the build-up to No Way Out, I think. Yeah, yeah. Before that night, that infamous night. It's a good one. That's a good one. It's a good one. Uh, Quentin, I want you to get this. From the bottom of my heart, I want you to get you. I want you to do this. This is a recent one from 2010 to 2020. Stop trying to act like you are somebody because you wouldn't be here if it wasn't for your old man. Woo! I know who it's two. <laughs> I'm going to give you five bonus points if you can tell me who it was two. Well, I'm guessing it's probably Charlotte Flair. Yeah, he's got five bonus points. That's at least that. <sighs> it's that bird's name. But who said it to her? I'm going to say it was 2020. But the only reason I know about any of that is from listening to the podcast because I don't want to <laughs> don't know her name, but the bird who's apparently having kids with him. <laughs> oh, Lacey Evans. Ah, you heard. Unfortunately, no. Unfortunately, not. That is from from page from November two thousand and six. <laughs> rivalry with Charlotte Flair, but I'm giving you five bonus points. So to summarise, the winner this week, and I think his first fucking quiz win in a long time, is producer Mac on twenty five points. Thank you. And our runner up this week is Mr. Quinn and Thundersnow with five points. But you do definitely win the name, the the honour of being the best name guest we've ever had on the show. So. No, I said if you just send me that PayPal for letting you win later on. No worries, mate. Fine. No worries. It's, it's on the way. Thanks very much for coming on, mate. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for doing the job. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Let us know. You got to win one. <laughs> Cheers. Catch you later, boys. Thanks for Cheers, coming mate. on, man. It's the Wrestling News. And now I know what we would say with Gary Cassidy. But um, we, we did say before Wrestling Mind the Buzznox that Gary was having problems with water and now it just turns out that his neighbour has left the tap on not just one above him but two above him and now there's water pouring out of his um, lights so he's away to shut down all his electricity so he doesn't start a fire in his flat. So who leaves the roost with water on? It's madness. I don't understand. It's usually a drunk person in a bath. That is usually how it happens when I've been. But it's five o'clock on a Tuesday. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So fingers crossed, Gary's going to be okay. He'll be back on the podcast next week, but we will continue and I'm going to deliver you the news, Alex. Here we go. Uh, so the original plans were to sell WrestleMania 37 tickets. We're meant to be going on sale next Tuesday, or today actually, as we record this podcast, they were meant to be going on sale. But that to do Austin 316 day at the same time. Well, that that would that I think that's probably it was in their mind and they probably did a big marketing push around that. But now this uh, basically it's been pushed back. 
one of our favourite re- uh, wrestling journalists, one of Gary's favourite wrestling journalists, Sean Ra- Rossap of Fightful, basically posted a statement saying the WrestleMania on sale will be moved as plans for tonight event are still being finalised. We expect a new on sale date within the next week, so we should get that. Um, it was also announced on Raw um, last night as well. However, this is the bit of the article that gets me. Several reports are emerging that WWE is planning on hosting WrestleMania each night with 45,000 fans in attendance. This is this is what's getting me. I don't understand how they're suddenly going from zero to 45. And they're obviously still having problems with talent having outbreaks. I mean, they're not confirming it because they're so yes. close to this. But, but, but you look, I mean, obviously the numbers in America are still off the scale. Um, the whole are, their vaccine is fairly hyping up, though. I think they, they are there. Yeah, they, they really they really hyped it up. So I think they're going to. They, I think Joe Biden said they're going to have everyone done by the end of May or something ridiculous like that. But everyone's going to have potentially been offered or something along those lines. Yeah, so. uh, but yeah, Super Bowl hosted only twenty five thousand fans, and that that's in the the stadium that holds sixty six thousand. Very interesting. I think you know, vaccine COVID aside. It would make such a big difference, wouldn't it? Imagine seeing WrestleMania in front of four, with forty-five. It would just from because we're still going to be stuck in lockdown at that point, right? We're you know when WrestleMania rolls down April tenth, April eleventh, we're not getting to the pubs as we talked to about earlier in the, the show. We're still going to be stuck in our houses. So just seeing that spectacle in front of forty-five thousand fans, I think, will be such a buzz. You know, but after is it having, safe? Is it, is safe? it safe to do? It? Well, do you want WrestleMania to become a super spreader event? No, absolutely, absolutely not. Absolutely, it's, not. it's the two night thing as well. So the Super Bowl did twenty five. They have to do ninety. So that's ninety thousand people. They need to hope, hope that I, I, back. I, you know, from obviously they've had the change in um, leadership over in the states, and Biden seemed to have a head screwed on. I will be amazed if if it was to happen. Uh, but yeah, Florida's yeah. a bit fucking mental. So, well, no, Texas have already taken away their mask mandate, and they've already um, pretty much open the place back up and stuff as well so they've got a lot of state um independence over there but yeah yeah it's, well, it's madness but wwe will get every fan they can in there of course they will of course they will so we'll wait and see what happens with wrestlemania certainly from you know taking covid aside and all that sort of stuff and super spreader but it would be great to see forty-five thousand people um and getting that vibe of wrestlemania back I agree. Um, maki o ito now this is i didn't know anything about this girl until recently, oh my god, I love her. But unfortunately, it looks like her time in AEW is up for just now. Um, she's announced that she's returning to Japan after a brief stint in AEW when you saw her um, taking part in the kind of uh, the women's um, cross between New Japan. Uh, self-proclaimed cutest wrestler in the world has built this cult following outside of Japan. With basically, it's all down to her Twitter game. It is absolutely incredible. If you've not checked out Maki Ito, is it Maki Ito? Maki Ito, yeah. Maki Ito on Twitter. Please do that. This is how she signed off from AEW, which I fucking love. Um, She says, I'm going back to Japan. I can only speak Maki English, but everyone was kind and I was very happy. Teary smile emoji. Do you want to see me again? Question mark. I'm sorry. The next schedule has not been decided, but I hope we can meet again. Thank you. Fuck you all. Black heart emoji, middle finger emoji, hashtag AEW. 
she's great. Did you like see when she did her little her diving headbutt thing that she does? When she just jumps, goes completely stiff, and just lands. It's 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 terrific. I love that shit. She's absolutely brilliant. I I love her. I absolutely love her. Um, Which is rare for I thought you to say that about an AW female talent. Well, exactly. She's just she's like she's just mental. She just seems absolutely brilliant, and it's exactly the type of character we need to see in wrestling again. Just you do kind of seem that her and Rio seem like you know the Joshi like uh, angels and de- demons that sit on each shoulder. You know, you've got Rio yeah. on one shoulder, you've got Makito on the other shoulder. Yeah, no, I, I love her absolutely. I've got each, but I, I think it's hopefully just a, a case of we'll make this work when we can, because I'd, I'd imagine you would imagine WWE looking at her now, going, "We need to get a piece of that pie as well," because she's, she's incredible. So hopefully, we get Makito back into um, AEW or WWE, because I don't watch in Japan, obviously. Um, right, let's talk about uh, the last story. Uh, more details emerging about the Hall of Fame 2021. So we've already found out that Molly Holly. <laughs> Is going into the Hall of Fame. Um, the plan originally was the the ceremony to be pre-taped in some capacity. However, PW Insider are reporting that WWE is now intending hosting the Hall of Fame live from the Thunderdome, and it will be on guess what it's going to be on Peacock, of course. Um, and the WWE. We see a running theme here with Peacock. They seem to be. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's going to be a bit mad this year because they've got to do 2020s and they've got to do 2021. So it's hoping to have... Like, you just have one big show and you maybe trim down the 2021 class and you then extend the 2022 class slightly. Yeah, it's, it, you, they might do something like that. It's actually hope, what they should really need to trim down and I hope it's pre-taped is the fucking length of the speeches. They should be saying, right, you've got 10 minutes, 10 minutes, go. I'm yeah, just- but how good was Kurt Angles when he covered himself with milk? And he sang Sexy Kurt. So if you'd have cut that down, we wouldn't have got Sexy Kurt one last time. No, we wouldn't have got Sexy Kurt one last time. But they, they need to work on this. It just goes on forever and ever. But um, yeah, Molly Holly, like you say, is gone already. And they're, they're going to hopefully have as many inductees live in attendance as possible. Um, we already know uh, that from last year, Batista, JBL, the Bellas, British Bulldog, Jushin, Thunder Liger, and NWO are going in alongside X Pac, which really still sticks in my throat. Why have they why have they put X Pac in, into that mix? Why it should have been Hall, Hogan, and Nash that went in. No, I think because they don't want to put the can't because they can't bring over Hall because of his recent troubles, can they not? And I think there's been some issues. Hall's, Hall's going in. Hall's going in. It's part oh, of you're saying is it the four of them that's going yeah, in? Yeah, the four of them. They're, they're going. They're going. The four of them. They're, they're, but they're putting Xbox in as part of the NWO, which makes. No I think it's just because he's part of the clique, isn't he? So, but she's never going to like. So if you think about it, right? X Pac, God bless his soul, is probably never going to get in by himself. But he's going to be a two-time Hall of Famer as part of NWO and as part of. DS. But he should be. He should be as the one-two-three kid. He should be as the, he absolutely should be as the one-two-three kid, and um, as. Xbox. Maybe what they're going to do is they're going to build him up to be the only other triple Hall of Fame bring man as well as Ric Flair. I mean, why putting him in his end? Anyway, that's beside the point. So, um, yeah, that that's what's kind of the the plans for the Hall of Fame, which is in that mad WrestleMania week where we're going to have two nights takeover, the Hall of Fame, uh, and obviously two nights of wrestling. I mean, you said it yourself, John. You don't have anything else to do. But I, do you know what? I wish I'd. T- I've, I've got the week off of Wrestlemania oh no I've not got the week of Wrestlemania I've got the week after Wrestlemania off my work but I believe Good Friday is that week of Wrestlemania 
so we'll be able to watch the takeover on the Thursday night, which is great news for me. Um, so yeah, uh, that's what's happened with the Hall of Fame. Do you, who do you think else is is due to go in this year, Alex? Oh, it's a tough one. It's like every time I get to this time of year, all I can try and think of is who isn't in it. That it's it's tough yeah. to remember who actually isn't in it by this stage. Yeah. I'm trying to think of say recently retired people who might go into it. They don't put Taker in, do they? No, Taker's like a whole headline. Taker's like next year. Taker's a whole yeah, headline. Taker's, live crowd. Taker, Taker's, Taker's a crowd, isn't it? Taker's in yeah, exactly. There's, and plus, you did Taker's retirement six months ago. You don't need to bump him yeah. in just now. They'll wait a couple of years so they can then release lots of Taker DVDs and merch again and get like a windfall rise out of it or something like that. I don't know. I wish you'd asked me this before and we could have looked at it. <laughs> Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be interested to see. I, I can't. Again, it's it's. You go. Are they in? Are they not in? It's and, a tough one to see at the moment because you'd have been thinking names like your Stings or Jake Roberts, but Jake, no, Jake, Jake isn't it? But like Sting or someone like that could have potentially went in. But obviously now his switch of allegiance again will hamper that from happening. Yeah, I will. Well, we will find out over the next coming weeks who else is going into the Hall of Fame. But until that time, that is it for the news this week. Right, Alex. You know. Um, you always you always, you always close your bathroom door behind you, even though you know you just you're at the moment you're in the flat on your own. You always close the door behind you, right? Again, you keep asking me the wrong questions. I have a cat who only shits in the bathroom. You're not allowed to close my bathroom door unless you really. Did your did your cat shit in the bathroom? Yeah, where else would it shit? Like in a litter tray. <laughs> it shits in a bath in a litter tray in the bathroom. Do you keep the litter tray in the bathroom? Yeah, where else would you keep your litter tray? I thought most cat owners kept it in the kitchen. Why would you keep the cat shit with the food? Why would you not keep the cat shit with your shit? I don't know, right? And anyway, so the, the cat <laughs> shit... So you keep the, do- the door open, right? But, you know, the thing is, Alex, you do that and you don't want, you know, your flatmate Tom, like, looking in you as he, he passes, you know? So why would you want people to... to to see what you're doing online is what I'm getting at, really. It was, it was, I could have used a bit. Okay, I was wondering if you were like, you can be like, so we're now being sponsored by a company that makes those things that close your doors. Really <laughs> oh, no. and I was like, have you really hit the bottom of the barrel for sponsors that that's where no, you're going? Absolutely not. Um, it was a terrible analogy, but it was <laughs> on you, Alex, because you clearly like to leave the door open while you're having a shit. Um, but... I also live alone half of the year. There's nothing more fucking liberating than shitting with the door open. <laughs> yourself, I'll tell you that. But I tell you what, you wouldn't want to do. You don't want to leave your internet open, right? And that's basically what you do um, if you don't use a VPN. And using the internet without ExpressVPN, it's like going to the toilet and not closing the door. Well, maybe not in Alex's house. Um, Basically, do you know your your internet service provider uh, knows every single website you visit? You know that, Alex. Uh, and what's worse is they can sell information to ad companies and tech giants who use your data to target you. So you get all these targeted ads flying up and you don't want that because they're just annoying. You end up closing them down to try and get something. Basically, ExpressVPN is going to put a stop to that. It's going to create a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so your online activity can't be seen by anyone, you know, um, I, I've used it on several devices because ExpressVPN, you can basically use it on phones, laptops, even routers. Uh, so everyone who shares your Wi-Fi can still be protected even if they don't have ExpressVPN. Did you know that, Alex? I did not. I did not. And did you also know that with ExpressVPN, you can change the country that you're in? So you can do what me and Gary are doing and binge your way through Lucha Underground on Netflix in the USA. 
Oh, you can do that, can you? Um, obviously, as well, you can use ExpressVPN um, to use get onto um, Peacock and watch the WWE when it arrives with Fastlane and the Hall of Fame like we spoke about there. So there you go. Um, so basically, ExpressVPN, what I'm saying is, I, I maybe used the wrong analogy on you. It's basically, it's like closing the bathroom door on the internet. So you just fire up the app, click one button, and you're protected. And it's the number one uh, rated uh, VPN in the world, um, rated by CNET, Wired, The Verge, countless other people say ExpressVPN is the best. So if you're not using it, get involved. And I'll tell you what, we've got a cracking offer for you. Uh, we've done talked about it before, but we've got it for you again. Uh, basically, all you need to do to get three months free is sign up using our code. That's expressvpn.com forward slash wrestling. ExpressVPN, that's E-X-P-R-E double S VPN.com forward slash wrestling and we're going to give you three months for free if you sign up for a year. It's the best VPN going out there. It's, it's the world's number one. Um you know so no one else has taken them for the title. You know, it's let's think about a wrestling analogy. This it, this VPN is I would they're, they're the non-racist Hulk Hogan of the VPN world. It's the Bruno Sarmentino of the VPN world. You know, it's going on a it's Gone on, it's going to hell run. No one's touching this VPN. So get involved with our special code expressvpn.com forward slash wrestling now. So that's it for wrestling. That the marks for this week. We're, we're one mark down. I hope Gary's all right. Uh, it's, it's Gary's flat, I worry about. Not Gary himself. Oh man. I think Gary can swim. If he can, I can. It'd have to be a lot of water and a bit of an Indiana Jones situation. It's going to be a hell of a deal for the home insurance. That's a fucking nightmare. Poor Gary. We'll get an update on uh, Flatgate, Watergate. <laughs> this is actually Watergate. Well, this is actually Watergate. We'll find out more about that on next week's Smart Show. If that's not worth listening to, I don't know what is. Um, please remember you can rate, review, and subscribe on Apple or wherever you get your podcast, we'd really appreciate those five-star reviews um, to get us up the charts. We, we were talking about last week how we're really big in, I think we're number 66 in Australia. Um, you know, we've got the opportunity to get up the charts, so by leaving your reviews, that helps us be big in places like Canada and Norway. I think we're still... in Belgium? I think we could be big in Belgium. I think we could be get sponsored by the FA in the world. would be good. I think we're still in the top 20 of wrestling podcasts in the UK, but don't mark my words on it. Anyway, but rate and review, and you can, you can do that. Um, remember, grab and grade, back with the main show on Friday. Um, they'll have all the usual stuff, a wrestling daft road story. Um, they'll also be talking um, about, uh, I think we're going to do on the list of wrestling daft. This show's inspiring today. I think we'll do the best... We'll get, put the, the list of wrestling that is the best and worst Stone Cold moments because it's, it's 316 day. And, uh, you yeah, can, I think that's fair. I'd be interested to see what the worst Stone moments, Stone Cold moments come out as, actually. That would be interesting to see what... The, I, th- I think things like heel turn and, and things like that would be... Cropped yeah, up. I think the actual heel... The turn itself was terrific. I think the end of WrestleMania 17 has got to be one of the most iconic yeah. endings of the show ever, does it not? Absolutely. I, I, I enjoyed it, but a lot of people didn't. Um, so yeah, uh, we'll get... We'll get that on. I, I suspect this week for once it'll be the best Stone Cold moments. But if you want to get signed I don't up, I know, John. I mean, you want to make well, we know our Patreon like those cheeky bits. But you can vote on what you see the list of the wrestling daft by signing up to our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. Alex, are you up to much across the week? 
this is this is the biggest week in esports history from my recent right. obsession with Twitch, mate. It's it's Hidden Cup Four in the world of Age of Empires Two, so I'm probably going to be a very high man watching. Have you got an esports team? No, no, well, you don't really get teams. All oh, right, okay. It's it's like individuals. I mean, you do have teams. But... You, there's a lot of money to be made on the esports. You get your you stick in with that. These these boys are they're playing at sixty grand. Sixty grand is the is the fight is the prize pool for this tournament. I mean, I'm not playing in it. I'm only watching it on Twitch. I'm not in it. Wow, wow, <laughs> like, wow! You need to get involved in that. Alex. I think you. I don't. Unfortunately, as much as I want to have enough time to <clears throat> play eight to twelve hours of Age Vampires two a day to get good enough to play in these tournaments, John. Unfortunately, I don't think I have it. All right. Okay. Fine. Uh, well, have fun with that. I'll not be doing. What about yourself? I'll be doing podcast radio radio shows mostly. Um, so yeah, that that that's pretty much. Right. Line of Duty starts on Sunday, though, which I'm very much looking forward to. Oh, and um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier starts on Disney Plus as well this week as well. So lots of stuff on the telly. Ooh, there's also the return of Formula One drivers to survive season three, and here's us talking about all the things we like that's not wrestling. <laughs> ah, there you go, there you go. Because there's, basically, there's nothing else to do at the moment apart from drink beer and fast lane. Obviously, fast lane because we've got. Oh shit! It's fast lane this Sunday. I think so. Yeah, because it, it was last week was our week off. Because if you think about it, WrestleMania is in like. Oh, so, oh shit! It's Fastlane. Let's have a quick look at the Fastlane card. I completely forgot it's Fastlane this weekend. Yeah, because WrestleMania is like three weeks away now, is it not? Yeah, it is pretty much. Um, so let's have a look at the Fastlane card. Get your quick predictions, Alex. So we've got starting at the bottom of the card. Oh Jesus! We've got Riddle versus Mustafa Ali. I'm surprised they put that on a card, but Riddle, surely? I, yeah, I, I, did they not fight on Raw last night? I think so. I mean, it would probably make sense that they might do something with Retribution, but if Gary was here, I think he would quite quickly shit on that idea. So let's just say Riddle. Binning off that, binning off that. Um, So basically, I'll say Riddle on that as well. Shane McMahon versus Braun Strowman, I don't think is going to happen, like Gary says, and they'll save that for Mania. But if but if it does go ahead, surely Shane can't go over Braun. No. No, do you know what? He will. Do you know what? If it does go ahead, there'll be some sort of shenanigans that involve Shane uh, beating Braun, which will end up in a street match at WrestleMania. So, yeah, that might actually happen. Randy Orton versus Alexa Bliss. Well, this is obviously, this is the culmination of that. So there's obviously, she said that she's, someone's coming with her, but it's not him. So I think, I don't know if this leads into speculation that there's maybe a third member joining their little clan, or if they're, they're repackaging The Fiend again to something different. Because there was a couple of rumours initially when he went away that they were going to not repackage him, but change him to a certain degree. Because right. they'd obviously kind of fucked around with the idea a little bit and screwed them up. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that's just a change in mask, or do you think it's a change of just total style altogether? Maybe refinement. As much as I think the mask has become quite iconic, it's obviously hampering his wrestling, and it's yeah. been quite clear for a prolonged period that it's it's like. Do you know what I mean? When was the last good fiend match? Have we ever had a good fiend match? No, no. Yeah. So hopefully, maybe it's to try and. But then, have we ever had a particularly good Bray Wyatt match? See, when all I can think about is that rivalry he had with John Cena that has the, the little boy singing, he's got the whole wide world in his yeah, hands outside yeah, of the cage. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, we've got McIntyre versus Sheamus. I mean, the thing is with this matchup, they've had it so many times on telly for free. I mean, this they're going to have to really up the game to get it to a pay-per-view level because, I mean, they've given pay-per-view level matches. I think Sheamus has to win as well, is he not? 
you would think so, but then Drew's going on to fight Lashley at Mania, so you have to kind of protect them. So do you think Lashley maybe some sort of involvement? Maybe, because then it seems a bit, because has Drew not won their two previous encounters? Yeah. Yeah. So it seems a bit harsh to have, like, why have this a third time if it's just going to be Drew going over Sheamus again? Speculation it could be changed to the last man standing match, but imagine Gary would have told us that on the Raw review. I don't think that's happened. I've not seen Raw from last night, but the speculation it could have been a... Um, you can always change it. Like, they do quite like doing, like, a midweek change on yeah. social media and stuff as well, just to get themselves the hits. So, but you'd have assumed that they maybe would have done a filler angle, not filler, a heater angle for it on Raw. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Big E versus Paul Cruz for the IC Championship. I think a Paul Cruz is going to win it. I'd be, yeah. I, I think there's storyline there, and I like the way that they're building. There's a lot of nice big um, heels for Big E to go after now. I think originally when they kind of split him up, I was like, who's he going to go up against? And now I think Apollo Cruz, Roman, and stuff. It's a really nice path for Big E to work his way up the ladder there. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, and then we've got Nia Jax and Sheena Baszler versus Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks for the Women's Tag Team Championship. What are you thinking? So what do you think? It's going it's to it's go to Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks, I think. And then that will give some sort of... There'll be something... That gives them something to talk about in the way to, to WrestleMania, I think. Yeah, because as the guys were brought up earlier, that's been a very dry feud. So maybe this is what gives it the shot in the arm. And realistically... But then... Do they not maybe then try and do something with those belts at WrestleMania? Because they've got the two nights now, so maybe it does just stay on Jax and Baszler, because what else are Jax and Baszler going to do come April 10th? Throw them in the fucking bin is what they should do. <laughs> I yeah. think they already they've <laughs> definitely throw Baszler in the bin from a booking perspective. I know, uh, and Universal Championship, Reigns versus Bryan. There's only one winner here, isn't there? Oh, but imagine if Daniel Bryan just took it off him, and then thanks to Edge, and then we got Edge versus Bryan. That's, that's how you get to the three-way. And also, if you do that, you don't know who wins the three-way at Mania. I mean, you know Brian doesn't. But it, would be, it would be good, wouldn't it? It would be a nice little kind of do twist. What, do you know it. what? Do you know what? You might be right. Little placeholder, Daniel Bryan gets the title on him one last time. Into Mania, main event with Reigns, Edge and, and him to kind of finish up his career. That would be a beautiful moment. You know, it would be quite good, right? You know, they were talking, uh, I think Rico brought up that he was um, like planting the seeds. Edge was planting seeds of dissent in Jey Uso. So what happens if Jey Uso goes over Edge to become the special enforcer and then ends up purposely costing Roman the title? Ooh. I mean, that's got a bit of storyline to it there, but I'd like to see them do something. I think it, Roman is going to retain, but... Yeah. It'd be good to see them just throw it on Daniel for a, for a month. I, yeah, well, you know, we're slagging off last night. It might be an okay event. I don't think it should be there, especially when we're like three or four weeks out from Mania. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll look back on it in our next week's show. Thank you very much for listening. Enjoy Fastlane if you're watching it. Alex, where can we get you on Twitter? Uh, Team 3D yes, Team 3D Artist, that's my Twitter account. Yeah, used regularly. Mm. And you'll get me at producer back, uh, you'll get Gary for all the wrestling news at Wrestling Gary. And until next week's show, you keep marking out. Audio Frontier. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. 
Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.